Look, it looks the same. One and two look the same. <laughs> what about this way? No. <laughs> no. Okay. We're going to talk about crossings, and there, there are things that just fit into the culture and in, into the thinking of just people, uh, Christians, people that go to church, and people who are just uh, living in America and thinking this is how life and death and what is out beyond what we see works. And these little statements get used a lot that talk about, well, so-and-so's past, especially, you know, when we have a death in the family, and now that loved one is, is watching over us, or so-and-so got their wings, or it would just would come up with a, a variety of things. You're going, have, especially when you're, people are doing this who are Christians, they even carry their Bibles around. You go, have you ever opened that book? Because there's nothing in there about those things being what is unfolding here. So we're going to take a little bit of time to talk about crossings because of, of how that works. And I had a clip that I was going to show you, but I will uh, have to find that another time. The, uh, there are these, these people who are psychics, mediums, you've probably seen them or seen them on TV, and they will do cold readings, they'll go into a crowd, and they'll start talking about their loved ones, the departed ones who are standing with them, talking to them, and they'll have information, and then they'll start giving information that has... Uh, specific there will be something specific sometimes it's just a especially the psychics who are just using a, a tool and magicians mentalists and they can use little tricks and they're just ways of roping people in and they can throw out generalist general statements and people get pulled into it going oh yeah that's got to be grandma and then They'll build on that if they get some information, just a tiny bit of information, and they, and they will build a case on top of that. And if you've watched something like Sherlock Holmes and that whole, here, he's just deducting. Remember, he, he's always making fun of all the psychics and all that. He's just using observational skills, which give him a lot of information, and he just runs with the observations, and it's kind of the same as what many of the psychics do. However, there's a side of this that has to do with, a, with the spiritual uh, realm. And we talked this morning as we were, we were looking at the, the rebellions that have taken place. There's a rebellion that in the second rebellion, as those Nephilim, the giants, are abounding, and we're told that that God's, they're going to die like men. God's going to deal with them. He's dealing with these, these beings that have uh, interfered. The, the main level of those guys are being chained up in Tartarus. We know that they're out of the picture for now. But their children, what happened to them? The idea of, of uh, well, let me put this up here. Well, this will be the common idea. I think we've all held this at some point. 
demons, and we typically take the idea of demons as being the fallen angels, and we'll get that from Revelation. So when we get the fallen angels... Then we have, how many of them? How many fell? Third. So we've got one-third of the angels have, have fallen. And then we assume that's the demons, because that's what we've been given. That's the information we've been given. And yet, in Revelation, it's talking about there, were, there was a rebellion. It's another one where a third of whatever group, we don't even know the group because it doesn't tell us. When Jesus was born, it's about his birth. At that moment, there was a rebellion of some of the uh, angelic forces who turned on God again because the Son of God has now just been born on earth and their time is going to be limited. They know something's going to happen because he's coming to earth. He's joining uh, and, and he's becoming one of the humans, so that's just like nope, we're not we're not putting up with that. So there's a rebellion, but we don't know if there were twenty. It doesn't tell us what the group was. It doesn't say all the angels in heaven, a third of them, departed. It also isn't at the point in Genesis. So when we're dealing with the demonic in the Old Testament, they wouldn't have been there. Because they show up at the birth of Jesus. So this is a whole different concept of who these, who these are. According to the Jewish understanding of what happened, and this is, a lot of this is coming out of the Dead Sea Scrolls, this would have been the information that Jesus and the apostles and the first century uh, believers had access to. And that information from the book of Enoch, Jubilees, some of the others that are written in that period of time, explain more of it and that's where Jude and and second Peter come from they're quoting from from those books and that information the demons aren't the fallen angels from this group they are the ones that are the children of the Nephilim or the Nephilim so the children of those hybrids. So the, the demonic spirits, they die like, like men. They're going to die like humans. But then their spirits are still coming and going. So they go to the place of the dead, and then they come out of the place of the dead. And remember, death is going to be the thing that reigns. We've already established that from the rebellions that took place from the first one in Genesis 3. So death is a huge theme, and having a place, a portal where they enter into and then come back out of, and usually it's like under the earth, the idea of going under the earth somewhere. So those images show up in Canaanite literature, Ugaritic writings, and in the writings that are being found around the Dead Sea, that the scriptures are found with those things in these same jars. So we got a whole different group that we're dealing with, and they're mad. These aren't the these aren't the high level. So that, that this might help too. These are not the high level um, ranking members. The demons are scattered around, 
and they're problematic, but they are not the principalities and powers that Paul is saying. That's who we're, that, you know, we're not dealing with flesh and blood. Those are the ones that Daniel's talking about, the prince of Persia. The, these are, those are high-level uh, beings who have rebelled. They're, they're in those early rebellions. We're the ones who, who went with the nations when Babel happened and God scattered them, but they have responsibility over nations. So that's different than the demonic ones. So we got a little, you know, something different happening there. So the principalities and powers, authorities, they're going to draw one. Uh, we have to deal with them in our prayers, and, we, and that's why we're told to, to be praying for these and praying for nations and praying for the authorities, those people who are in authority, to, to keep that uh, in mind when we're praying because we're dealing with this level, and that's up there. D the demonic side of it is more the... the harassment, uh, low-level stuff that happens, probably happens in the church, happens to us as individuals. They're not everywhere present, but there's some, you know, they're out there. So people who get harassed, possessed, it's usually going to be more the demonic side, not, not these guys. But the, the countries who are going to be influenced in a direction that is just so sadistic and... Uh, turned against God and you think about uh, Stalin and Hitler or Mao, all those kind of leaders and you go, yeah, those guys are pretty twisted. It's probably, probably principalities and powers behind some of that. So our part in this is, is to pray that those things, uh, that, that God is still working and destroy their power. So we want to we want to move in that direction, but also just for the on the death side of this thing, the crossings. People don't get angels' wings. Even the angels don't all have wings. They they become like humans, and that's how we can entertain angels and not be aware that we're dealing with them. Because if they showed up and had big wings, you go, oh, I think that's an angel. I better entertain them. We're we're supposed to uh, just practice kindness and hospitality with with people which is the point and then sometimes they're angelic messengers and they're sharing a message or they're taking information back to God and uh, just part of that process of, of interaction between heaven and earth that's going on but the crossing over thing there there are people who are and, and I, I even encourage you to look pull up some on YouTube or something and watch some of those psychic guys work or women I mean they, there's a bunch of them out there but they will say to these people, and they, it can be the fake ones or the real ones, because there's, there's real ones too, but when they see the you know, grandma or the aunt or, or somebody's trying to come through and they're trying to talk to you right now and they have this information and the people will cry and, oh my gosh, how did they know that? It will be something about, that's their favorite perfume or they like to eat this kind of food. Uh, grandma hid the jar of money by the oak tree, important stuff. And always they will share, and, they're, and, and they just want you to know they're okay. I guarantee you if somebody's talking to a psychic from the other side, and they're saying they're okay, they are not okay. Because 
if it were the real thing, these people would be screaming like from Luke 16, the, the rich man at Lazarus, who, the rich man saying, give me some water and go tell my family not to come here. Believe in the God of heaven. These guys don't, no, we're okay. Who's passing on that information? Whether it's fake or the real ones, they give a similar message. They're okay. They just want you to know they're okay. And they're just watching over you. Come on. You just, when we picture heaven, you go, that's, they got time for that? They want to come down here and watch us screw up everything. That's, that's what they got time for. The God of heaven is in there. They can see him now, and they want to come and hang out with us at the local Little League game. You got to work on this. These psychics need to work on that. But they, they came up with these ideas of, of crossing, and the, the thing that concerns me is that we land there, even as Christians, and say, that's, yeah, that's okay. You know, if it comforts you and... And, and they said that they're okay. And no, they're, they're, they're writhing in hell if they don't know the Lord. But we don't bring the Lord into this thing, but rarely. And, and I've, at, um, because I, my major was really, you know, crazy at Oklahoma State. So I'm a philosophy. So, you know, it's an agriculture school. They got a big business department. They have lots of people taking accounting, and I'm in philosophy. So out of the entire 25,000 people going to school at Oklahoma State, there were 14 of us in philosophy. That's because it's a big draw. So 14 of us. So we just go to the professor's house and have dinner and wine and cheese because <laughs> there's not many of us. But in this group, we'd have these classes, so part of the classes, or let's find out if any of this is real. That's, that was one of the classes. So we invite, um, and this is like we're getting together in the evenings, having these, like, have this lady come in who's a psychic medium, and she's going to do these readings. We're writing down, here are our notes, here are the questions, here's what we're going to check this out. We're going to, you know, because we have to scientifically figure out if there's anything to this. And she comes, we have objects. We're supposed to present an object of someone who has passed away. We can't tell anybody else. We just have these things. So this is just a reading on objects. Not, she wasn't really just reading people, just reading stuff, the stuff we gave. So jewelry or something somebody would have handled, a watch. And so the professor gathers all that and then hands these things to this lady. And she nails it. I mean, she just goes around the room. That's, this is your, your grandma. This is, your, this is when you got that. Bam, and you go, well, that's super creepy. And so, she, I mean, she's on it. So who knows that information? And she couldn't have guessed that. There, there's no Sherlock Holmes. I mean, there may have been a little Sherlock Holmes on some, you know, maybe a frumpy-looking thing. And, oh, this is from early 1900s, and you're wearing a purple frilly thing, so maybe you. But to get it all the way around, there's help. And so those demons show up at times like that, and they, they can make it give information to people. They can whisper things in their ears, and they kind of tune into that. The Old Testament is clear, and do not go to them. 
God is saying don't go to them because even though they're the fake ones, they're also the ones who are in tune. And even the fake ones, they think they're clever and it's just them and their deductive reasoning. Well, the enemy knows that they're so high on themselves, they're not going to believe in the demonic anyway or that there's anything else, any spirit out there. What are the chances that those guys are going to be able to just deduce your password or your address or your... They, they, they just... They can just look at you and tell you what that is. And then, they, you know, just because they, they're Sherlock Holmes and they can, they can just read it by what's on your shoes. They go, no, there's, there's some help. Even whether, whether they recognize that or not, there's help available. And that's still whispering in, so they get a bigger ego, more pride, more arrogance. Who does that help? So, anyway, in this crossing thing, there's, there's the principalities they're out there we're probably not dealing with them in these readings and psychic things or the when people pass away and i'm telling you that so that maybe you can help people when when you're talking to them and they're they're talking about some someone has just passed away and and they're looking for comfort and people are coming up giving them that kind of stuff that well they got their wings and now they're looking over you and now you're and you go how does that really help people how does that help them understand that there's a god in heaven that there's life and death that we're dealing with invisible principalities powers demonic forces that we are to be engaged uh, with them against them and presenting the light and not allow the darkness to overshadow so that's part of the part of the process so we're, we're you know we're trying to bring the kingdom into this and keep that keep that moving in that direction so you guys got any questions got any thoughts about that We know that there is, let's do this. Here's a group of, how many are in that group? Uh, that's a whole. A whole what? Uh, in that, what, what's your question? How many is in that group? Yeah. That's all. So, all the angels, but we had, the fall, this is at the time of Jesus, so birth of Christ. Did any fall happen before that? They did? No, they fell. The third fell here at the birth of Christ. So before the birth of Christ, how many had fallen? No. We don't know. We know that there's one that's the serpent in Genesis 3. We know that there are the ones who um, rebelled and, and were taking on human women in Genesis 6. And we can assume in Genesis 11, because there are 70 nations, and God assigned the nations, one, these, lead, these leader cohort um, angels, responsibility 70 
so we can take that many. We don't know the number in, in, in uh, Genesis 6, but they wound up chained in Tartarus. Their kids are loose. And that's where we're getting our demons. So the third... That's what I'm saying. That's not when it, it didn't say that. It doesn't say that anywhere. Oh, it did? No. Where did I get the third of the angels thing? That's what I'm trying to help you with. Okay. <laughs> that didn't happen there. It doesn't say that. Okay. No. It's been told that, but it's just not been. So it's, it's, it was at the, the, in Revelation when it talks about a third of the angels falling, it's talking about at the birth of Christ, the third, but we don't know what that group was. We don't have many how many? So if it's nine and a third of them fall, but we don't know what this number is. I figured it was legions. You know, you're talking about all the angels. There's a bunch of them. Yeah, when you're talking about all, but it doesn't say all. We don't have that. And we already know that there were false rebellions before this. So we got something else. So we have a, at the beginning, we know, I believe we're Because we have Satan out of that. But we don't know how many. Right. And it could have been all of them that are left, or it could have been a group, a group that we do not, okay, uh, whatever that, whatever that group is. Yeah, but we don't have that number, so whatever that works out to be. Interesting. So if it's nine, yeah. I just always thought the third of the angels fell. I know. Well, I got one more question. Then I had two part question. The the angels or the fallen angels or whatever that went into women and had children and then they had Nephilims and then heroes and on down, their children, children. Could any of them go to heaven or are they all doomed? No, they're, they're doomed. I mean, you know, because you go down like four generations of them and maybe that guy loves the Lord. Now, I don't know, I'm just talking. But Apparently they didn't. Yeah, okay. So they're, they're just doomed. Yeah. And they're the giants. And when when the people of Israel are brought out of Egypt, they are sent to those places where the Raphaim, the, the giants live, remember? And they had to go kill King Og, and he's 13 feet tall, and you, you got all, the, all those. They are sent to go take care of what, what was left. David was supposed to be dealing with wiping out the last of those, that group. So they, there was no... They, they didn't want anything to do with the Lord, and apparently they were not healthy for others to be around for other people. So some crazy things going on back then. So do I remember the sermon correctly that the Nephilim were on earth before the flood, mm -hmm. and then somehow were also on earth after. after. How did that how did Angels did that, that again. Okay. They didn't stop. They didn't stop, yeah. And then God sends help to... Yeah, you guys got to go in there and take them out, and they go, huh? Because we look like grasshoppers in their sight. We ain't going in there. So they walked walked around forty years. Do you think they were just completely wiped out, or do you think there was still some among them? I think they got them. I think they got them. Yeah, yeah. So are they still doing this to humans? No. Yeah. Mm -mm. Are you sure? The the. Uh, the, the demonic, well, there, there's the, the rebellious demonic 
succubus, incubus, yeah, you go down that road, yeah, those, there's still some stuff going on, but they're not, apparently not procreating like, like Rosemary's baby or that, yeah. I think that's why this had to get dealt with. Yeah. So we're Adam and Eve. Well, Dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like they said that they could appear in human form. Uh, they appear in human form. They took advantage. You know, this makes Guardians of the Galaxy seem all the more. <laughs> the second one, come on. He was, his, a God came to the woman. And yeah. I'm sorry if you don't watch Guardians, but it follows that same concept. A lot of the science fiction is... Very similar. It's all this. Yeah. They remember the stories. Yeah. Yeah. And they're dealing with the Titans, and the Titans were the, the level up here, and they get, they're chained up in Tartarus, and you're going, oh, well, wait a minute. All we need to do is change the names. And this is the story. There's some. Is there a certain height you have to be before you call a giant? I mean, what reason? Where's the guy where I worked that was seven foot five? He was huge. Yeah, there are a bunch of those. That looked like a giant to me. Do what? Did you ask who his dad was? Did you ask who his dad was? Whoa. Yeah, we know those guys are pretty. Pretty massive, but yeah, we've seen the seven feet guys. But yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, these other ones are a little frightening. Oh, yeah, this part's all in there. The uh, Well, those are just insertions because that's what we've been told. Like a third of the <coughs> angels fell before the creation of the earth. And that's, that's, not, that's in the Bible and it doesn't say that. But the, just like in Genesis 3, it doesn't say anywhere or anywhere in the Old Testament does it say that Satan was the serpent. So that's not in there either. But we get that later because it's referred to in the New Testament, looking back at the Old and saying, remember that guy? But all the, all the way through the Old Testament, they didn't have that. But a lot of these are, are in the writings that came alongside the scriptures. That's part of it that, you know, they're finding the, in the Dead Sea Scrolls, they're finding the copies of scripture, the Old Testament that was written 250 years before Jesus shows up, which is kind of cool because they can compare and say, these translations are remarkable. It's saying the same thing, you know, didn't get messed up through the years. But on top of that, the other books, like the book, uh, books of Enoch, the uh, Jubilees, and other recordings. And sometimes when you're reading through the Old Testament, it say, this is recorded in the book of the kings. This is recorded in the additional information is in. Well, some of those things are around. And so they're not included as, as a canonical book but they're available as resources, and it's helpful to know. And like Second Peter and Jude, they're referring to Enoch when they're quoting what happened to these guys that got 
they're tied up in Tartarus, you get more information from that fills it out. It doesn't mean that the other is totally scripture. It just means there's historical uh, references that are helpful. Which is why I sent that out to you guys so you could pull those up or use the PDF that is hard to read, but it's free, and read Enoch and see it in there. There's a lot of a lot of information out there, but a whole lot of of determining what was happening. Well, I said one of the things that happens. One of the things that happens is using words that mean something and then turning them into a proper name or taking a proper name and then turning it into something that means something. So when we did Psalm 91, we're looking at, at those words that are used there that are dealing with plagues, and we go, well, wait a minute, this is a Canaanite god. So Debir, Rephim, we're, we're, we're dealing with, we're dealing with um, beings that are causing these things, not just a, a, a plague or a sickness or an illness, there's something attached to this. And a similar thing happens in when this is being tra- this is being translated because now we know there's there's a Satan. We're going proper name, and we're going to give credit to Satan. So everywhere that's mentioned, we're now going to say that not not the accuser. We're not going to we're not going to use what that means. It means accuser. So accuser of the brethren, and that. So, but now everywhere that's going to be translated, it's going to be, come out as a proper name instead of what this means. That becomes problematic when in Job it says Satan was visiting with, with God and says, well, I've been watching this guy down there. In the council, the council of God, so he's, you've got this group of angelic beings, heavenly beings that are around, and he has them that come and go to it throughout the earth, and we know that some, even when we're having our fellowship, are taken down, writing our names down, if we're talking about the Lord and honoring him. Malachi 3.16. We have angelic recorders who are paying attention. So God has had, in his heavenly council, helpers who come to the earth they keep an eye on people well this one went sideways is it the satan or is this the accuser and when job is when it's talking about that in job it's talking about an accuser he's one of the council given the job of going down and checking on people and he goes sideways so is that the satan the devil is it or is he accusing? How we re- how do we interpret that? So, well, how are we supposed to know if our Bible says Satan? I know that's. I mean, I'm sorry, but that kind of makes me mad. I know because it does say Satan. So was it Satan, the person Satan, or per- the being, or was it just one of the many? He's one of the many. Yeah. The 
the word is, part of it is the way that that's written. The, uh, if you get Michael Heiser's book, Supernatural, you'll get some of this too, because he does a great job. He's a Hebrew scholar, so he can do this better. So, in English, when I am, you know, introducing myself or somebody introduces me, they always say, the Randy. Because, oh, they don't? So, in Hebrew, this has, so it's the accuser rather than the personal name. Yeah, he gets accused. I mean, he gets he picks that up, but not at that point. It's it's part of u- using the New Testament to read back into the Old Testament and going, "Oh yeah, we picked that up here so we know who that is." Well, the accuser from the council who has access to God, the original Satan is not going to be running around that's not he's not there having access to the heavenly council. He got booted cuz he's already rebelled. He's Genesis 3. So this... Yeah, after Genesis 3. So is there more than... If it says the accuser, is there only one? No, there are... One of the accusers. No, in that case, there's one accuser who goes sideways, comes and tells God, this is what this guy's up to. Or I don't think he'll stand it if I... Just, you've been blessing him too much if I take away that. So, yeah, on the council. And then the accuser, and, and then, then uh, by the time we get to the New Testament, we're picking up, yeah, he's, they're going to use that term, and, but the, then he is named in a, with a, as a proper name. So he gets to be Satan or the devil. I mean, we start using that. But at this point, and Lucifer, that's the Latin translation of the light. So that's a whole different kind of a thing that's not in the Hebrew or Greek. But there is one leader of the evil. And yeah, and he's kind of the umbrella guy. You know, so he, all these other demons. And even when you study demons, that, that word, so you may come across this. They can be spiritual, yeah, they're spiritual beings, and they don't necessarily have to be bad ones. That, that can be your guardian angel. I mean, it can be a different level, so it's not, you just have to read the context. Because when we use it, we're just grouping everything under demons or angels. And angels are the job description of a messenger, someone sent on a, on a mission to accomplish something. So God has angelic messengers and sometimes humans can be called angelos the angel messenger you know carrying the good news of Christ so those those can be interchangeable but yeah this one it it takes it to a different spot and and we'll get into that we haven't done that much of this yet but we'll look at some of the, where those are 
Yes, he was acting. He rebelled. Yeah, he just, he was in rebellion and was accusing and questioning God. He was doing that questioning God thing again. Yeah. But a whole bunch of other passages, I mean, it kind of helps when you kind of see that and go through Job and see it from the accuser's side and go, oh, there's this heavenly council and there's some rebellions going on. There's more to this than I thought. And then other places in Scripture, Old Testament, Satan did, motivated this to happen. And then you find out, wait a minute, if it's just translated as an accuser or uh, uh, someone who's opposed to, because that word can, Satan as a, as a word can be used as God has, some, has sent David in opposition to Goliath. So he sent the Satan to battle Goliath. And you go, holy moly, what? So if it's translated as he's in opposition to, then you go, okay, that makes sense. You put that word in there. So it does straighten out some things. But that's another day. But yeah, we use it as, as kind of the umbrella term. All of this is under here. Yeah, that's the Latin translation of the light, the the of Satan or Diabolos is the devil, and, and it's just different languages. But by the time we put together a whole scheme of what the devil, Satan, Lucifer is, we just lump all those words into one thing, and 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 we have a whole idea of what that looks like but it's it's um, there are levels as we found out there are many rebellions there's a lot of other things going on here Jesus is, is addressing all of it and he's taking us in, in victory taking us in another direction but this life after death thing when we do that these are these guys are out there the uh, the demonic spirits and they uh, Oh, back to the psychic thing. They do know information. They do know information, and they've been watching people for since the beginning. So if they tell somebody, well, your great-grandmother did this, or uh, their favorite perfume was that, you go, yeah, they know that. They've been watching. The uh, language, the old language for these guys, and... Uh, Mesopotamian language is the watchers. That gives you any clue. So they've been watching, and they know, and so they can pass on a certain amount of information. Just interesting that everybody's always okay. There's no heaven or hell. There's no, man, I, you know, I, I missed it. I'm in a really bad spot here, but tell the rest of my family. Then you get it right with the Lord, or if they know the Lord, because Samuel comes back, and, you know, he's passing on doesn't mean the Lord doesn't let people come back. He does. Elijah and Moses met with Jesus. I mean, he'll, he'll let them come back. But when they come back, they're telling the truth. They're not coming back with, oh, they always loved roses. It's just not that stuff. So, But the fake ones and the demonic uh, presence and those things are out there. So part of the cross, that's the idea of the crossings anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what's the deal there? Anyway, he, he rebelled. Yeah. But I mean, it just seems, I mean, they're sneaky little boogers, I guess. I don't know. That'd be a new name we could call them. <laughs> And in the end, the ones he has are the ones who want to be with him. And that's what he wants. To gave them freedom to choose, yeah. Yeah, all of them have that. And he's not forcing any of them. Even the Satan. <laughs> he's giving them all the freedom. Because he's bigger than all of it. And he will bring it, he will bring it around. In the meantime, though, we've got to deal with them. And it helps to get some, some of the information, and I'm glad some of this is being discovered or rediscovered. This was, this was information that was available to those guys in the first century. That's what the, the books they read, the information they had, that's what they, they knew about. And, and um, somewhere in between, as the centuries went on, those are in jars, a lot of it, and so it, it you know, at Qumran, so it's, it's in those caves. The written part that was in Jerusalem, destroyed in 70 AD when the Romans burn it, and the library at Alexandria is burnt. I mean, you just think of all of the times that information has been destroyed as an army comes through, and, and the stuff is just gone. And like 1947, they find the Dead Sea Scrolls, and here we go. And then the more they find of that, and, and as they unroll them, they have to preserve and unroll them and then and bring out some of that. Uh, the civilization that was at uh, Ugarit, which is just north of Israel, they uncovered all kinds of things up there. And as they've been able to read through that, they're going, oh, this is, that's where that came from. And so that information's been out there, and it was there and during Old Testament times, during, as the New Testament's being written. And then by the time the Europeans take over, the main thing they're arguing about is, well, I'm a Baptist, I'm a Calvinist, I'm an Arminian, and I'm a Mennonite, and I'm a whatever, and you got all this going on in Europe, and they're just arguing back and forth based on that. And now we've got information that says, that takes us back to the first century going, this is what they were talking about. This is what they were dealing with. So it resets a whole lot of things into the context in which the scriptures were written in the first place. And you go, oh, okay. Some of our ideas were maybe a little skewed. So, that, you know, coming to Jesus, John 3.16, none of that's changed. The salvation message is the same. 
but it sure helps to know a bit more about what else is around us because some of those other ideas have been floating around and we've all heard them and we thought well that's what that was and then you go wow wait a minute even that's not what I thought it was you know there's more to this than I thought so that's where we are now is uh, discovering more there'll be more coming down the pike because the stuff is still being unearthed the you know, they just found David's palace under Jerusalem. All of these things are just coming, coming into light. So we live in a time when this is, I mean, it's fantastic, the, the things that are being discovered. So archaeology and being able to read through these, some of these old texts. And uh, it puts it into, a, I think, a better framework for us to understand. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't know the number. Well, these aren't. This is at the birth of Christ, so there were demons before. Yeah, they're from from the Jewish writings, and this is part of what's coming out of all this other study. Their understanding is that the demons are the the spirits of the the children of those fallen the ones that are in Tartarus, the Nephilim, that group. These, those spirits, and then there, a number of them were released into the earth that were allowed to kind of go under the earth and back. So that, that whole idea when Jesus is standing at the rock and, the, you know, he's, he's, this is my, I'm going to build my church on this rock and, you know, this is the place. And he's right there at the mouth of that, that pan, the, the worship spirit place for pan and because everybody believed that's how you access the underworld and that's where they come in and out so death is down there and those demons are coming out and you got to deal with them and Jesus says yeah I'm going to build my church those guys don't stand a chance so he's dealing with them but the idea in first century thought would have been that these these are the uh, spirits of the nef- children of those of those angelic hybrids back then from that period of time. Not these guys. Yeah, those are more like the Titans. Those are the, those are the big dogs that are started this thing, and they're locked up in Tartarus, chained up in Tartarus. Yeah, but they're not loose. They're not until right before Jesus comes back. Oh, it's still good. We don't know. We want the one who's got victory. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know the number. However that works out. Can I tell a quick story that is not truly related, but Cash told me before yeah. we met. He was telling me uh, that he went to one church, to, it was years ago, and he said, I'm not going to say where or anything. He said, but I went and I had kind of a scraggly beard. He said, but because um, it didn't come in real good. Anyway, they wouldn't let him speak because he had a beard. But the guy, but the pastor, but you didn't say worship with us. He said, oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> Is that sad? Wow. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought, I'm really glad that we're, we would never turn someone away because of the way they look. Wow. Yeah, couldn't speak. That's kind of cold. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, this whole demon thing made me think of that. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, they get loose in churches too. Yeah, we had some weird things on the video from the cam, the security cam here. We're going, where's this coming from? Where, where's that? Yeah, some unknown things out there. David has spotted for us. Yeah, it's kind of weird. All right, you guys, you probably ought to take a nap. Let's pray. Father, thank you for allowing us some time to get into your word, get into uh, the things that you were working on to unravel some mysteries to maybe look beyond the physical world and think about the heavenly. Guide us, Lord, today and the days ahead, closer to you, always closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen.